0: You are listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org podcasts.
1: Hey, this is Ninja with a Chirp Radio artist interview with William Steffi. He's got a new album out, Atypical, and a new single, So Wrong. Looking at your musical output, you have put out a lot in 2020.
0: I was looking back on some older material that I just never had released, and I wasn't sure why, So, uh, and the stuff was good. So I thought, you know, I'll put this out, and then it kind of snowballed, and I decided to put some other stuff out. And then uh, I found some songs that I just had never been able to complete for some reason over the years, so I put some time into that. That's the song, I Love You Whatever, that took like more than a decade to come together, but finally, just because of circumstances, was able to nail that one, and so that—that's the the single off atypical.
1: If it took a decade. <laughs> to finish that song. I'm very curious about the journey then of that song.
0: Yeah, I actually wrote this and started recording it back in 1995. And I had most of it down on an eight-track cassette recorder. And uh, I took a pass at it and it just it didn't come together right. And I had all the words done and all the music was done. And then I tried again 10 years later and I just started from scratch and tried to build it again. It, just, it wasn't clicking. And then um, the planets aligned. Recently, and all of a sudden, I took a pass at it, and it was great, and uh, everything came together. And I I actually used, as some of the backing tracks, the original recordings from 1995, and guitars weren't done yet. So I had some guitars, and then I did all the vocals. So it definitely brought an element of freshness to the whole thing. And just so happy to have that song finally out in the wild, as they say.
1: So lyrically, then... Were the lyrics around in 1995?
0: The lyrics were done back then, yeah. I don't think it's something I would have written in 2020, but I still think it it applies. I, I think a lot of those words were kind of about a relationship I was in but still I think maybe a universal thing about relationships where we all have I'm thinking of the particular the line how we've got to run away from us and you can come too and we have so many different personalities and different sides to our people and in a relationship sometimes you just want to get away but the thing is is you know you could just essentially bring out a different side of yourself or we we all have multitudes inside of us so find someone to get along, we've got to get away from us. But you can come too. So to take a break from the faces that we show up with. I am somebody who doesn't believe in words. I love you, whatever.
1: So let's talk a little bit more about atypical. We talked about "I love you, whatever," but a lot of the other tracks are also either remastered or are they are they layered similarly?
0: Those were all recorded on eight-track cassette. Only I Love You Whatever had not been completed. All those other songs were done in 1995. I did take them into the digital domain and sweeten them up a little bit, kind of mastered them. Yeah, they, they weren't in amazing condition. And I edited a lot of them for time because between the different radio climate of the 90s. And now I, I think I've gotten better about what a song sounds like and what kind of an effect it can have if it's shorter or longer, or if there's four bars here, or eight bars there. So I went and really cut all of them down for time. In fact, there's two versions of the album. And like on Spotify, each, there's a single version for every song. And then on the album, each song is the extended version. And that also kind of makes use of a a little marketing trick with Spotify, where um, in order to pitch to one of their official playlists, you can only pitch one song per release. So on Atypical, I was only allowed to pitch one, but I liked so many of the songs that I decided to release them all as singles, which actually was a tip from a, a French fan who emailed me and he said, yeah, you got to just release everything as a single and then you can pitch every one to these playlists.
1: Have you gotten feedback from fans about the latest release or any of your releases in, in 2020? Like, what's been, you know, because I'm, I'm imagining you get a lot of direct fan interaction.
0: Well, I see a lot of sales that are coming from people that listen to chirp and also people that listen on Spotify go the extra mile to support because they know Spotify isn't paying out artists very much. And uh, a lot of times I'll take the money that I earned from the music and donate it back to the community, which is what I'm doing with the the so wrong single. I've been so wrong for so long.
1: Really want to talk about the So Wrong single. It sounds really great. Thank you. And can you talk a little bit first about the group that the proceeds are going to?
0: Yeah, it is the Chicago Alliance Against Racist and Political Repression, and they've been around since either 1973 or 1974, and they've been working for marginalized communities here and around the world. So they identified them as an appropriate place to channel money from this song, which is essentially COVID-inspired shelter-in-place, having a lot of time to think about things, not and of course, the, the George Floyd murder, the uprising slash protest that happened everywhere. It was time for our culture to take a really good look at itself and to continue to take a good look at itself and to unlearn and relearn, I think. And that's a process that that's what So Wrong is about. It's uh, realizing that I just had a lot of bad data in my head from all this TV and all these movies we've been raised on. And it wasn't an accurate depiction of reality at all.
1: So that means I'm assuming is so wrong, completely newly recorded.
0: Yes, that is that song is completely brand new, and, and it was it, it was refreshing because after putting out all this old material all year, I was <laughs> I was afraid there would be no more new material, but uh, there was. That's a brand new song, and then I have another one,
1: Hot Rod Stigmata. Yes. Talk about hot rod stigmata, and also please talk about the release date and 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 all that. How you came well, into this project?
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I I think that people have narratives about themselves, good or bad, and the uh, needless to say, the bad ones don't generally work for us, and the good ones can. But everything has to be you know, balanced out. But the pitch of the song is to uh, embrace your messiah complex and use it well. Good things can come from these narratives if they're kept in check. So of course, December 25th was the the freakiest, most fun day to to release this on, given the holiday and the subject matter to the song, encouraging people to go out and be their own messiah.
1: Can I also ask you about Time is a Fine White Lie? It was a written book first and then an audio book?
0: Yep. It was a book of short stories. Again, this was a COVID thing. I actually wanted to put together uh, and publish a bunch of these short stories towards the end of 2019 and kind of was, you know lollygagging around a little bit. And then all of a sudden, March 15th came. I'm like, well, guess I'm doing this. So we're all, you know, sheltering in place. So I put together that book and I published it on Amazon and then everywhere else that eBooks are sold. And my wife, Maureen said, well, you got to make an audio book for this. And she said, but don't read it yourself so uh i enlisted the help of my friend greg chun who lives out in los angeles and is a professional voiceover artist he, he said go union with the project and let me loop in all my buddies and we ended up with just an amazing cast of working voice actors and they bring such a, a level to the narrative that i I'd never even considered as the author of these stories but i listened to them and it's it really kind of pitches the experience out there and it's the best idea that I could have listened to from, from my wife to get other people to read it.
1: And what, what is the subject matter of some of the stories? Is there any underlying theme or?
0: Well, the, the subtitle of the book is Postmodern Musings. So they're kind of all over the place. One reviewer mentioned that it sounded like a different author wrote every piece. There is a story about grief and metaculture. There's kind of an allegory about white privilege And then there's kind of a Haruki Murakami, the magic realism author meets Joseph Campbell, hero's journey type surreal narrative in one of them. There, I think, are eight stories in all.
1: I know this is an unfair question, but do you have a favorite either written or recorded version?
0: Of the – I kind of do. I didn't, nobody's asked that. And I, I, you'd think that I would say they're all my favorites, but the story Orange Light, I think from the book and especially the recording, it's easy for me to talk about the recording because I feel like it's not my work anymore So, because all these other, these actors are reading it. So it's beyond me. So I don't feel like I'm tooting my own horn or anything because the train You know, took off. But the story Orange Light read by a woman named Kathleen France who lives out in New York and is actually the voice of Lincoln Center out there. She just read this story beautifully. It's only I think three or four minutes long in the audiobook and just did a wonderful job with that. It's a story about evolution and putting uh, an end to old ways.
1: Orange Light hums over a thin mountain range, way off across the night. My body is escaping the concrete cast where it was set what seems like millennia ago. So you've released a bunch of music, released an audiobook, you're starting to release new music. Are you going to take a break in 2021 or is this, does this keep going?
0: <laughs> That's a good question. Well, I just decked out my studio in acoustic foam. And I'm starting to take my actual sound a little more seriously, which uh, was a long time coming. So I assume I'll be making more stuff now that I've got the studio for it. I've decided to go back to school. So I just enrolled in city colleges and I'm pursuing an associate's in psychology. But I've got no plans to quit music.
1: What's the interest in psychology? What's...
0: Well, uh, I've thought about it for a long time and finally just decided it was kind of in the back of my mind is, wouldn't it be interesting if I studied this? And and then kind of in a continuation of the song So Wrong or the events with the Black Lives Matter movement, I think that there is a lot of social work to be done and uh, just want to kind of help facilitate that in any way I can.
1: Well, thank you, William Steffi, so much for joining us today on Chirp Artist Interviews. This has been Ninja
0: for Chirp Radio. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Ninja. This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org podcasts.